so much hair for a newborn. We need to start planning his baptism and his holiday outfit and, ooh, his birthday party. Sure, but um, how long are you planning to stay? If you're one of those who goes to meet your newborn nephew and stays until his first birthday party, switch to Cricket Wireless. Use your phone as many days as you want in Mexico without extra cost. Smile. You're on Cricket. Requires eligible plan. Minimum $55 per month. Data speed usage and other restrictions apply. Coverage not available everywhere. See store for details. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're about to go live. Love Talk Radio. Great. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Witeka. My show formula is easy, conversations, plus connections, equals community. I've found through my conversations and connections that we all share a sense of community. It might be where you live, or perhaps it's a sense of fellowship with others sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. The natural progression of community is a sense of belonging, resulting in relationships and storytelling. And this is where my curiosity takes shape, and I ask the question, what's your story? And we all have stories, and I have the opportunity to share my guest stories and passions with you each week. And I would like to welcome my guest today to the show, starting with Sandra Porter-Fisher. Sandra is the Executive Director of the Watts Learning Center Charter Elementary and Middle School. Welcome to the show, Sandra. Well, thank you, Marcia, and good afternoon to you and to all the listeners. I'm so happy it's to be a part of It's wonderful to have you. Me too, um, especially since I've pulled you away from a meeting. So thank you so much. And I'd also, and also joining Sandra today are two former students from Sandra's, from Sandra's days as a teacher at Bellagio Road Elementary School and the reason that this show even happened. Robbie Flournoy is a school bus driver and a former airline customer service agent. Welcome to the show, Robbie. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Hello, Robbie. Dandy. <laughs> it's just fabulous to have you join me. And last but certainly not least, I would like to welcome Lisa Stroud. Lisa, Lisa, I'm sorry, is a successful businesswoman working in IT, and now in the real estate investment industry. Welcome to the show, Leisha. Hello, and it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm eager to explain and share, and, and just I am ecstatic to be here. Thank you. Thanks me for listening. Me too. Of course. And I just, you know, I set up at the top of the hour that conversations plus connections equals community. If it hadn't been for the fact that I had had a frustrating day, I was cooped up, I was in front of my computer, I thought, I just got to get out of the house, I grabbed my camera, I went to one of my favorite places to take pictures of birds and, and seals and whatever, and as I was walking past this lagoon area, there was this gentleman that was standing by his car, and it was um, a VW bug, it was quite cute. And I just started talking to this gentleman. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. 
um, we talked about lots of different things. I, am men- I eventually mentioned the fact that I had a radio show, and that came up in conversation. And then I said something about the fact, I don't know how it got to that, about the fact that I had been to Africa. And that's when the window really opened up. And Robbie, wow. my best friend, was telling me about how there was this teacher that he had that's going to take a group of students to Africa. And I said, well, I yeah. have a contact for you. We should talk about that. You know, let's, let's, let's have a conversation about that. I have this radio show. And frankly, that's really how it started. And I, and I connected with Robbie. So thank you, Robbie. Robbie connected me You're with welcome. Alicia. Cause, yes, it's just great. <laughs> yes. And then you guys. Isn't it the best? So that, that's a little bit of the about. background. Yeah. It's just fabulous. So now that I've shared a little bit about how this got started, I think it's so interesting to me personally and why I enjoy doing this so much to know a little bit about my guests because certainly this entire show is about education and how we are all affected by education. But, Sandra, I just would like to start a little with you. Could you just tell our listeners um, a bit about your background, where you grew up, and, and just something about yourself to let us get to know you a little bit? Yes, I'd be happy to. Um, I'll tell you about my background. I am presently the Executive Director of the Watts Learning Center Charter Elementary School and the Watts Learning Center Charter Middle School. I was one of the co-founders who started the schools in 1997. This was after I had retired from the Los Angeles Unified School District as a principal. I had been a teacher in the district and an assistant principal and had varied experiences. And as Robbie and Leisha and I talk, you will see that part of my journey took me to a school where they were my students, and this was almost four decades ago. (laughs) (laughs) Many, many years. I'm not telling my age, but it was a while ago. Oh, it was a while. It was, and it's just the best story. Leisha, what about you? Tell us a little bit about your background as well. Well, what I do want to say, again, it's my pleasure, and thanks all the listeners and, of course, uh, Marsha, for you hosting this and letting us share our stories. But I'm um, African-American, middle-age, 50th. I have the opportunity to retire thanks to Mrs. Porter, and that's what she would always be to, to us. And I hadn't even known all the accolades that she just shared with everyone, but what I do know that she was an amazing teacher to me when I was just uh, 10 years old, coming from South Central L.A., taking almost sometimes over an hour to get to school and greeted by someone of her nature. She was just down for education for all colors. It didn't matter. And because we had that experience outside our community, which was always daunting and uh something to uh, definitely we'll mark on a little later, but um, our experiences we'll share, and uh, I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad that successfully I had Mrs. Porter (laughs) to guide us. (laughs) That's great. What about you, Robbie? Tell us a little bit about your background. 
Oh, my background, my goodness. Once again, I'd like to thank everyone, all of the listeners, for being a part of this program, listening in on this. And starting out back in the days of, oh, my God, just um, just the education alone and being having to get the letter in the mail, and my mom was so excited to tell me about that I was going to go to a new school, and I had to be up at 4 a.m. in the morning to catch the bus, and I'm like, Whoa. oh my God, it's still dark. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> and, and it's like, it okay, kind of retracting, bouncing back. It's like, okay, my my background as far as school and my work as far as a school bus driver, working for the airlines, traveling the world, and going many places, and having the benefit of working for the airlines and using that benefit to its fullest and sharing it with my children and going places that um, I didn't think that I'd ever be able to go to. But when I started working for the airlines, I wrote my own ticket, which is great. And it, kind of, it, it really impressed me and helped me remember about how Mrs. Porter showed us different places and different things and all of that exciting, the, the adventures that are out there that's, that are in the palm mm-hmm. of your hand. You know, and but it was given yeah. to me and shared. Yes, fantastic. Well, we're going to really uh, get into this, the specifics of that and really what happened in that fifth grade classroom that supports, Robbie, what you've just said. But, yes. Sandra, I didn't meet you as Mrs. Porter, so I'm going to call you Mrs. <laughs> I'm going to call you Sandra. Um, okay. when, I'd like to know. When did you first think about becoming a teacher? How did how did that start for you? Well, it actually started for me when I was a young child in the small town that I'm from originally called Pickway, Ohio. And I used to play school with my playmates, but I would always say, well, I'm the teacher. Now, I don't know why I appointed myself as a teacher, but I guess I had some kind of idea that what I wanted to be, the teacher. I've often thought about why was it that I enjoyed playing school and I wanted to be the teacher, and sometimes I think it might have been in my DNA, if that's possible, because my grandmother who graduated from a historically black college in Wilberforce, Ohio. She majored in education. She wanted to be a teacher. And when my grandparents moved to Yellow Springs, Ohio, my grandmother's goal was to start a nursery school. Well, she learned that in those days and in Yellow Springs, Ohio, Uh, She spoke to some women who had a a nursery school, and they said, well, we're sorry, but um, our nursery school is for white children only. And so Mm -hmm. my my grandmother did not let that stop her. She said, well, I really do want to start a nursery school for children, and I will start one for colored children. Now, the interesting thing is that those women must have sensed something in my grandmother because they got together with other people, they collected donations, and with that amount of money, my grandmother was able to start the nursery school for colored children because the mothers of those children were all working as maids and doing that kind of work. 
So that and was something I always remembered. And my mother, grandmother had a saying that has stayed with me all my life, and that is when things are difficult, something nice always happens. So that's wow. <laughs> that's how I started wow. my career to become a teacher. Awesome. From started her with lips. me. Wow. Sorry. Did, uh-huh. did Robbie and, and Alicia, did you know that story? No. No. No, we had no clue. <laughs> I know. We learned something from her I, every time. It, it never I, stopped. You know, yeah, and it's, I, what, ahead, what I would like to add to that, yeah, is this, because I feel um, her, her aura, her presence, her character always shows that. Like we were explaining, I was uh, from South Central L.A., and it was tough there. I didn't really realize that we were part of that desegregation where uh, the people, the younger minorities from the, you know, low-income families got bused to really affluent areas. And I didn't really take it as that. I just took it as I knew I was rough and tough in my neighborhood, and I need to be rough and tough no matter where I was. And Miss Porter was like, now calm down, Miss Felicia. You, you, know, you, can, you, can yes. you do need to learn, you know. And she's like, you're good in math. You need to learn math. And so I'm like, okay. And she, uh-huh. she just gave us that um, this is what she – and it wasn't just us. She taught us so much. And that, that, that inspiration and the fact that she uh, saved a, made us raise money to uh, earn um, – travel to Sacramento. I didn't know that she was setting so much in us way back then, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it shows by her characters and the stories that she has and her passion for education, which is why we want to support the Watts Learning Center and their Passport to the World. She took us back, uh, I guess, in the 60s. I'm going to tell you my age, okay? So <laughs> she took us back in the 60s to Sacramento. We were just fifth graders, and what a remarkable oh. experience. And now she takes uh, children all over the world. And just by experiences and uh, location and having good education and sources in your neighborhood, it's on 95th and Broadway, is why our passion is here. And that's why we would like to share it to all the listeners so you can have that same passion as well. That's the way I feel. Robbie, your turn. Yes. <laughs> Wait, go ahead, Robbie, because that, that was very – that was – we're going to have lots of opportunities for you to share to share some of these stories. And one of the questions that I guess I have for both of you guys, um, because actually, believe it or not, um, my, my son um, actually is 44 years old today. And wow, um, I live in the, yes, yes, and I live in the community that I was raised in here in Westchester. And busing actually started in Westchester the year that he was a first grader. And the first, and this is before we had middle schools. These were still junior highs, like what you guys were familiar with, like what I was familiar with. And the first, third, and fifth graders from the local Westchester elementary schools bused to Westminster Elementary School in Venice and the second, fourth, and sixth graders bust to our schools. And then at this time, there was such an overcrowding in the Hispanic community. There was no room for children in their home schools. 
And so those parents put their children on buses and sent them to our schools, not speaking a word of English. So wow. this was, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of personal experience in education yes. as a parent volunteer, so that's why this subject is so near and so dear to my heart. But did you guys start at Bellagio Road as fifth graders? Did you not go there prior to the fifth grade? No. No. no we did not. We went to Normandy no. Avenue School on Vermont. No, Normandy and no. Vernon. Yeah, Vernon and Raymond. But yeah, it's okay. Vernon and Raymond, right on the corner. And it was, yeah. Yeah, okay. like you said, Normandy Avenue School. Yeah, that was so a you small were, elementary you bo- school in our neighborhood. Yeah. So you knew yeah. each other prior to going to Bellagio. No, right? you were, we weren't. You, you, no, we weren't, oh, we weren't neighborhood friends. And in fact, in fact, Marsha, let's talk about neighborhood friends. Because we were, to me, my experience, Robbie may have a dis- different experience, but like he said, we were up, I, I'm a late person, so I was at the bus stop at 545 right when the bus got there. Robbie, he went a little early. He was there at 530, you know. But, <laughs> I didn't want to miss that bus. I, I, I was, was excited. Bus. You know, I still run for planes, you know. <laughs> and I was right, the one looking out the window because, telling her, wait, wait, she's coming, she's right, coming. Right, but we also got home really late too. So we didn't make, I didn't make yes. neighborhood friends. I do not, I did not have time to have neighborhood friends. My friends were only the ones that were on the school bus or in that neighborhood, which made it very um, hard to have social skills because mm-hmm. the new neighborhood wasn't really inviting you like, okay, come over our house but we can be school friends at school. And the old neighborhood was like, well, one, we didn't have time, and two, they were like, you abandoned us. You, you went right, to exactly. our school. So they weren't our friends <laughs> that's, anymore. That's very exactly. interesting because you really couldn't stay after school and make friends with the community children that were in your classrooms because you had to get back on the bus and come home. So I, right. I, I understand, I understand right. that. Robbie. Yeah, except, Robbie, tell them the stories about PTA. Every once in a while, we would have a PTA meeting, and we ha- and one of the affluent families would host us for the PTA. So we would stay over at their house until the bus, the late bus, would take us home. And those that's right. Oh, that's nice. Tell them, Robbie, you want to share some of your stories oh, yeah. when you went home oh, with I- some of the uh, – <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean there there were there were some of the days that were you know like the PTA meetings or the late bus or uh, needing a little extra assistance you know with your homework or anything like that. Uh, it was it was pretty incredible. I mean, usually on a regular day we would get home maybe by about four thirty five o'clock. Okay, four thirty five o'clock. I would only have enough time to come in the house sit down, do my homework after I'm done with my homework, you know, get ready for my bath, dinner was ready, mm-hmm. and it was right to bed. There was TV, mm-hmm. it didn't exist. It did not exist, you know, and my parents, well, one of my parents, my mom, she didn't, She she's never driven the freeway, and to get mm-hmm. to the school was up to 405, and the 405 is still the 405 <laughs> today. 
<laughs> so, oh, that would have been a total nightmare for her. But my dad, he worked in the valley. So at times it depended on if he worked late, he wouldn't be coming back over the hill. But he used, he worked on the Burbank side, so he would be coming down the downtown side. So it would be too far on the other side to come back and pick me up. But we worked wow, it out. I mean, the, sure? the parents. Yeah. Are, yeah. We did it took a village. A it of, took a village. Yeah, yeah, it did because it, our family support was there, but they all they couldn't always come there. But the resources, mm-hmm. like with Miss Porter, she made up for our mothers and our fathers not coming. Um, oh, yeah, she opened Ms. it up. Young, yeah, and also I Mrs. Young, she was also a teacher that was a uh, real. Uh, just ensuring that we we got the education we needed, no matter what color we were, and that was important. Yeah. And the experience and the resources that they provided was exceptional. Um, what really did you want to Le- say, Sandra? Yeah, I wanted to say that Leisha mentioned the fact that I took my fifth graders to Sacramento. We flew to Sacramento, and that was a part of the study we were doing about California government. And uh, Mm -hmm. I said to the students, now, we need to raise money for our trip. And the parents, the families, were a big help to us because we would have bake sales to raise the money to fly to Sacramento to, to meet the legislators to go into the Capitol building and to go into an assembly meeting. To watch a and bill that was, Yes, to yeah. watch a bill being passed, and they met the assemblymen for our areas. And this was one thing that I learned in coming to California from Ohio, the little town I was from. One thing I learned when I, my mother and my brother and I got off the train called, called the city of Los Angeles, my father took across the street to Alvera Street. I was mm. absolutely fascinated to hear oh, people absolutely. speaking in languages I didn't know. And my father said, here, try some cactus candy. I said, oh, wow. So I'm saying that <laughs> to say that that travel across the United States and the impression it had on me to see what could happen when you went to a new place that I wanted to expose my students to experiences that would expose them to other cultures, other parts of, first of all, I, I was other parts of the city, then other parts of the state, and eventually it has expanded since that to other places in the world. And I have seen children change on trips, and that experience and those exposures are something that we cannot even measure because these are things that last a lifetime for children. Absolutely. I I wanted to piggyback on that, um, Sandra, because we are going to spend probably the last – half hour of this show talking about the Watts Learning Center. But I wanna I wanna still stay back with these fifth grade impressioned um children. And Great. um I can tell you that whenever Robbie and I it happened the very first time I met Robbie when he started talking about you. His eyes welled up. <laughs> I am not exaggerating. And on more than one occasion when I have talked to Robbie on the phone 
about the preparation for this show, he would tell me that that there's no words to describe honestly what you meant to him. Am, am I saying that correctly, Robbie? Yes, you are putting it very correctly. <laughs> he's probably what sitting did, in a what pool did, of a... <laughs> he's probably sitting... Get a cleaner, honey. Uh, but you know... What yeah. was it about Miss? What was it about Mrs. Porter? What was it, Robbie? Can you put it into words? Well, number one, she favored my mother so much. Oh my God, they were like sisters, and mm. it was, it was the way the TLC, the tender loving care, the way that she talked, and the way that she spoke to you, and the 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 when every time she turned the page in a book. It was something new, and I was this sponge, and I was just, I mean, I was a dry sponge when I met her, but I was soaking wet when I left her, you know, because I, I had absorbed all of this, all of this knowledge that she has shared with me, and it's, right. it's um, God, it, it's, it's unbelievable, you know, yes. and I, I was exposed to a great deal of that, you know, with her and with my dad and the travels of the National Hot Rod Association and the friends and family that I had there in the pits. And that made it all just one great big world for me. And I just I, I just wanted more and more and more, you know. But Mrs. Porter was just, she was just unbelievable. I'm I'm, I was never allowed to spend the night at my cousin's house, but I could spend the night at Mrs. Porter's house. <laughs> so the, the weekend, oh the whole goodness. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Camping yeah. in her front yard, you know. Oh, it was wonderful. Man. Lisa, yeah. have, I, I mean, I know that uh, you must have memories as well. Oh, I have a plethora of them. And like, like Robbie was saying, I mean, Ditto, it was just – um, so much that she constantly gave us, and uh, we we you, we can even see it now. And and I'm I'm going to share with you. Uh, Robbie may not remember this, but like we said, uh, we were going to school South Central LA, and like Robbie, our our family pro- originated probably uh, you know Mississippi, Colorado, uh, back east, and we all migrated here. But um, in elementary, in the uh, inner city, we were not, I was not doing good. Both Robbie and I went to a slow reading class because we could not read in the third grade. We could not. Right. We could not read. <laughs> I don't think I, honestly, I, I only read, I, okay, let me calm down. I know how to read now, you guys. <laughs> Truly, I do. But, <laughs> we, could not read. we could not read when we were in the third grade at Normandy uh, Elementary School. We went to Bellagio uh, elementary school in Bel Air, and we met Mrs. Porter, and she told us that we how important it was for us. She taught us math and English and reading and what to do, and she did it in a matter that made you want to learn. And now she is still doing that with children today. So again, I'm 56 years old, and because of her, I can stand here and say I'm proud to have teachers like that. So these are the teachers that are, these are the jewels in our neighborhood we want to stand by. These are the jewels that we have to continue to help because without these resources, I remember, I go, I've been to Watts Learning Center. I see those little kids' faces that they were us. They were me and Robbie, you know, uh, literally 50 years ago. And it's time for us to share our resources with these kids. If you have the ability to, let's 
let's honor that. Let's share. I, I want to share because it meant so much just to have um, these type of teachers in your life. Uh, I'm not wow. saying that Normandy wasn't the best school, you know, um, but I'm saying, it, you know, the improvement just by going outside of the community, um, meeting a teacher of, of, of the caliber which every student deserves is what we're talking about. Sandra, <laughs> maybe yes. you need the Kleenex. How does that make you <laughs> right. feel when you hear this love story from these two students and they're just a small representation? I am certain if you lined up all of the students, they would say the same thing. Black oh, or Oh, absolutely. Well. Can, I, can I share the story where we kind of reconnected? And don't uh, Kathy Constable, Patty Williams, uh, Randy, uh, all of our students, sure, we kind of met up. Uh, uh, Evan Porter, her, her son, uh, we kind of met up at a, a diner. We hadn't seen each other in years. And when she walked in that diner, everybody was just in tears and so grateful oh. that she was there and to be able to share with these students. And the, the table, uh, the few tables that were in the diner, they started to cry. They're like, who is this lady? Yeah, we were floored. We were floored. <laughs> Right. Yeah, we put pants. We put pants back on the map. Right, right. Oh, you were pants. (laughs) We were at pants. Oh my gosh! It was Pulp Fiction. Picture that. I can picture that, Robbie. So Sandra. Yes, the same table. Yes. 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 That's funny. Sandra. Yes. And he said, "Mom, uh, can you come over to pants?" And I said, well, okay, and you can imagine what a surprise it was for me to see them. I had seen them in so many years. It brought tears to my eyes, too. Yeah, yeah. And they started telling me. Oh, it was a surprise. It was a surprise. And they started telling me things I had done for them, and I would say, I did? I did that? (laughs) And they would say, Yes. Because yes. Uh, the memories, they brought back memories to me as well as I think they had a lot of memories in, in exchanging with us with one another what it was like for them. And that is wow. why I feel a quality education for children from somebody who cares for them, someone mm-hmm. who is well-educated and believes in the children, this is what is so important. And I also use the word love. Now, for for whomever this makes comfortable or not, some people say it has to come from the heart, yes. And I often tell my students that I love them because I think they know that, that that's where it's coming from, that I want the best for them, and I want, to have, want them to have a quality of life whereby they can give back to the community, to the city, the state, the nation. And you can see that Robbie and Alicia are giving back because they have been to the elementary school where I'm now very active, and they are talking about ways to help the students at the Watts Learning Center. That's giving back. And that's what it is. Absolutely. You bet it is. And I think, right. you know, I, I wanted to ask you one more question about your 
teaching career when we before we move on to the Watts Learning Center, which is what we will focus on next. But because I was so actively involved in schools, how long did you did you work for LA LAUSD? Was it like forty one years? Is that what your career was? Uh, I uh, started when I graduated from college, which was in nineteen fifty six, and I retired mm-hmm. in nineteen ninety five. I was with the Los oh, Angeles Unified School District that entire time. And wow. many different <laughs> and, and we and, were her first. Mentioned... There you go. <laughs> so that That's bar was very said. high. That... You mentioned, um, Sandra, <laughs> that you went on to be an assistant and also um, a, a principal. Where, where were you the yes. principal? I was where, where, what school principal. were your principal? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I was principal at Coliseum Street School, which is near Dorothy uh-huh. High School. That oh, was yeah. my That's where my mother experience. went to high school. That's, uh-huh. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Yes, my mother went to Dorothy. <laughs> this is what happens in my conversations. We wow. Were all over what the a place. small world, yes. right? It's, it's not in my not in my sphere. <laughs> That's neat. So, um, yes, it's kind of funny. Um, I know then I can see school, that there's someone. Yes, uh-huh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to tell you. And the uh, next school I was principal in was called, or it still is called, Charnock Road in Palm. Oh yes, and that mm-hmm. yeah, that's the school where I retired. So it was quite a long and enjoyable career for me, and I still love teaching, working with teachers, working with children, working with families, all with the idea that when we have a good education, we can do so much for ourselves, for our families, and for our communities. That's so important to me, yes. I'm going to do something that's out of the ordinary for me. We have a call. And I just picked up this call. Hello, caller. I, I don't know who you are. I don't typically Hi, take calls. Who's calling, please? Hi. My name is uh, Hugh Trolls, and it's interesting that you would do that out of the ordinary because I'm actually a global visionary, and I'm looking to empower women and indigenous people as I work on transforming global economics and more and rooting out corruption in the process. That's the biggest problem mankind has had since the beginning. And also my last name has global recognition. Charleston refrigerators are in schools all around the country and around the world. They're in uh, Trump hotels, even in the White House kitchen. I'm the firstborn child of the founder. I just, I I appreciate that. I'm sorry? I missed Um, that, but... I missed that statement. Well, what was that? Where was where where was your family? Where where was the founder? Where was this business? Yes, my father started the company in New York. Charleston refrigerators are in schools, hotels, restaurants, military bases all around the country. They're in Trump hotels, even in the White House kitchen. I'm the firstborn okay. child of the founder and did work for the company years ago. Okay. Well, well, well I want to thank you for. Well, welcome. I'm going to move on with the rest of the show. Um, I didn't know if perhaps you might have, because I don't, there's just a phone number that shows up, so I didn't know if perhaps 
you were a classmate. But I am going to now move on with um, with my guests, and you're certainly welcome to stay on the line. But I I'm going to just focus on my my uh, radio guests today. So, yeah, I was just um, listening anyway. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you. My Thanks pleasure. Thanks for listening. Thank you for so calling. much for listening. You're, yes, thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, okay. he has a passion so, for education as well. Exactly. And um, a high five for Marsha for stepping out of her box because, trust me, she never does. All right. So <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about the Watts Learning Center. Um, let's, let's start, first of all, um, people may be familiar with the term Watts, if they're from the Southern California area, but we have people that are listening across the country. So would you like to just tell people where your learning center is located? Our learning center is in Watts or South Los Angeles. And for those of you who know the history of Watts, you know that in 1965 there were terrible riots. The riots. Watts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, and this was during the, the civil rights era when people were fighting for a better life and for their rights. Now, we decided, the group of us that came together and started the Watts Learning Center, we decided we wanted to change the narrative for Watts and make it known as being a place where excellent education is offered to children and that these children are going through various processes whereby they are taking on learning projects to help their community. And so on each grade level, we have the students together select what they want to improve in their community. Now, you can imagine the impact this will have as they grow older. For example, the kindergartners decided they wanted wanted to work on stray animals in their community, and so forth and so on. I won't go into wow. all the details now, but we are preparing mm-hmm. them to change the narrative for that part and this part of Los Angeles, as well as the narrative for what the beliefs might be of some people about the ability of children to learn, because we are demonstrating that all children can learn, and it is the responsibility of those who care about them, provide a quality education that will be a lamp that lights their pathways to a better quality through having quality education. And travel is very much a part of that. And we'll talk about that a little later. Also, Marsha, we will. Uh, we're going to get into that piece. Well, I, I'd like way to add you... on to that too. Oh, Please. Okay. I, I, I guess I just to want to say, say this, Leisha. Let me let me just say this so that you can add on. What I just heard Sandra say in her narrative, as she just described, she drew a mental picture of a light and a lamp guiding people along the way. That, to me, probably just a teeny example of how she thinks and operates. Am I right about that? That's you are right. right. And, and the picture I'm going to paint to you is also with the story. Now, again, this is all about storytelling, and I might not do it the best mm-hmm. way, but I do want to share. You guys Please. need to travel down to the Watts Learning Center 
on 95th and Broadway. Either you do it by Google Maps or you do it by your lift or however you get down there. It's a gorgeous, mm-hmm. beautiful school in the middle of Watts. Now, my picture of Watts back in the 60s, like Mrs. Porter explained, my father was driving us down the street in the Watts wire telling us, don't be afraid. This is what we have to do. And, and, and my sister being so afraid that she did not want to live in California, she went to Boston, and she hardly never came back. But hmm. in the heart of all of this, what they built here at Watts Learning Center is so inviting that you want to be there. It's uh, in this area where gangs and violence, and we're not going to lie, it was all here, you guys, the drugs, all of it. The, everything is all boarded up and, and tagged up and fenced in and uh, uh, cemented up. You got a school that has grass, that is beautiful, that is painted well. The kids want to come there. Like Miss Porter said, the love is oozing out of it and you can feel it. The music program is stellar. You guys, it's the resources that you provide. Kids want to learn. We do. But if we don't have this ability like what she is sharing, then it's hard. Er, come down to the Watts Learning Center. They are doing incredible things. They really please do. are. Please do. Please do. Unbelievable place. That's, I, it, and the well, kids so speak back in unison. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, let me just really? say this uh, to, to your listeners and, and to Marsha. It has taken us 20 years to create the campus that we now have and a state-of-the-art facility, but we never lost sight of our vision for the children. And quite frankly, this is what has kept me going because when we have a passion for something in life, it gives us energy, it gives us purpose, and helps us to look always forward and to have hope rather than to feel like, well, you know, I've retired now. And by the way, this was my first attitude when I retired. I said, I'm so tired. I'm just going to sit down. I sat down for, I sat down, I sat down for not quite oh, a year. And then, and then I said, oh, no, no, no. This is not what I'm going to do. I am going to be involved in something I really want to do. Isn't, isn't that, you know, Seriously, you had a full career, and you made what people call a career change, but not in the (laughs) middle of your life, more toward the end of a very illustrious career. And I believe you did this with your husband. Is that correct? Yes. He's very much involved. I think we should should give a shout-out to Jean because he is Jean Fisher. And um, (laughs) thank you for standing by her all these years with her dreams. Jean, you're the man. That's indeed the truth. And, you know, it does it it does help to have that partner in life. And um, in in talking, it it certainly does. Um, When we talk about the Watts Learning Center, um, I, um, Leisha mentioned something about a music program. So you have some additional, um, it yeah, sounds yeah. like, well, if you're talking about, it, if, if kindergartners are trying to figure out what to do with stray animals, I can only imagine what the fourth and fifth graders <laughs> are trying to talk about. Oh, my they're gosh. talking about the wetlands. The fifth graders are talking about preserving the wetlands. 
And that's another wow. whole topic, but I won't go there now. Are they coming now, over but... here? Are they coming over to Bayona? Oh, well. Yes, they have been over there, and they have taken that up as what they want to do to change and improve our city, our state. And they're really yep. very much interested in bringing about a better, better quality of life for everyone. Oh, man. <laughs> wow, uh, I, you know, it's it's so it's so. I don't know if I can express in so many words what having a show like this means to me personally, because you are my wow. guest this week, and I'm going to have a different guest next week. But the connections, Sandra, like you mm-hmm. and me, and our connection to Michael Lawson from the Urban League came about yes. by our conversation. I wouldn't be speaking to you, Sandra, and you, Leisha, had I not run in to Robbie. You know, you're talking about the mm-hmm. Biona wetlands. I've had the Audubon people that conduct the Biona wetlands, because it's in my backyard practically. They've been on my oh. show. And oh my. I just think that my, my opportunities of meeting some of the most remarkable people and that's when I say people have stories to tell. It is a story, and everyone has the <laughs> stories to tell. And I'm yeah. just so thrilled to pick them up because you started initially with an elementary school. Is that correct? And you have, you have grown your elementary school to now include a middle school. Is that right? That's correct. And the vision so has how many, always been. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, the vision no, I'm sorry. still continues to be uh, to one day provide an education for children beginning in pre-K all the way through the 12th grade. That's the vision. Wow. But, uh, mm-hmm. yes. but, you know, and so we've taken one step at a time because when we started with just kindergarten, we, had, we started with two students. I had three teachers, and I was the principal, and we were in Hacienda Village, which is a housing development, and that's how we started, but I I never lost sight of the vision to provide a quality education for children in that part of Los Angeles, and by the way, children can attend the Watts Learning Center, and they do not have to live in a particular attendance area. They the charter school law has made it such that children in uh, California can go and mm-hmm. they can live anywhere in California and go to a charter school. So they're not attendance boundaries. And we know what happens when you have attendance boundaries, which states yes. that you must stay in a particular area. That, too, is something that has to be dealt with and has been through charter school law. Isn't wow. that great? Well, yes, it. I was I was actually going to ask you that question. I was curious about that. Um, so right now you have what? Do you have just under 800 students coming to your two schools? Is that about where you stand? Yes. Uh huh. That's about okay. right. 400 students okay. at the elementary school, K through five, and about 400 students at the middle school, grades six through eight. Oh, that's just phenomenal. You know, Robbie. <laughs> what opportunities um, like? I know when we were going to school back in the day or back, back, back way in the day, you had to get certain permits if you wanted to go to school outside of your area. That's right. Yes, you did. There's a lot of laws to kind of keep 
you know, the inner city school uh, students or families in that inner city where the resources are bleak and you don't uh, get the experience to explore and and visit other countries and places. So, you know, okay. to our listeners, you know, spread the word. You, with charter schools, you you don't have to live in that area. So that's a, right. that's a information to share. Watts Learning Center could be an opportunity for you to move your kids around because it is incredible. Um, what about that STEMI? They have STEMI or is it? Yeah, the STEMI program, oh, STEM. Uh, STEM plus yoga, STEM right? STEM, STEM is, and STEM and STEM. STEM. Well, but one okay. thing I want to make clear is that um, some people think charter schools are private schools. They are not private schools. And some people feel that there should be um, dissension towards, say, a traditional public school or a charter school. No, we work with other schools and you know, my education, or not my education, but my career was in a traditional public mm-hmm. school and serving as an administrator in a traditional public school. But when this opportunity came along with the charter school law in 1992, those of us who wanted to provide an education for children that would be outstanding, we came together and that's how we decided to start the charter school, and we just started with kindergarten that first year. The next year we added the first grade and so forth and so on. Uh, We didn't have all grade levels right at the beginning. So we have, the 20 years at the elementary school site have been very rewarding for the children and the families and for us, and it has been a journey that I have never regretted and I still continue Mm -hmm. to look forward to continuing the journey. Well, well and I would you. like speaking of thinking of speaking of journey, what a perfect segue. I know Robbie had mentioned earlier um, or one of you had mentioned earlier about it might have been you, Leisha, about um the opportunity to go to Sacramento and what that meant for you and to just raise the money and go as a student body and go to Sacramento. And now Sandra, you've taken this whole travel aspect and now you have this very exciting new program called passport to the world and i would love for our listeners to hear what that is all about well passport to the world is a program that some of us at the school started whereby we would take elementary school students on international trips to other countries that suggestion came from a teacher at our school, elementary school, and he is, he continues to be a teacher, who is from South Africa. And he was Mm -hmm. talking to me one day, and he said, Mrs. Fisher, why don't you take some students to my country, and you can stay, you and the students, and a parent or grandparent, we'd like for a family member to go so they can share the experience, you can stay at my house. And I live in Mandalay Township, and I thought to myself, and this shows you how travel can help us. I thought to myself, oh, how can they handle a group this size? And I had all these images of what I thought it would be like and where I thought we would live. Do you know when we arrived there, his family lived in a two-story brick home, and that opened up our eyes and our minds to the fact that everyone who lives in Africa is not living 
the way that we see it portrayed often on television. Mm-hmm. Yes, so important. And that's what it got really me started. Is. Yeah. And what so part of the, then, uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead. I did, what part sorry, of Africa Ma- were you in? Since I've also been there as well. Where Where is that? Oh, we where were in is, South what, Africa. What, the Mandalay Township okay. is in South Africa, and it's somewhat near Cape Town. Not far okay, from Okay, so near the Cape Town. Cape Town. Okay, because I, right. I, I was in Cape Town. So you're right about um, uh, what we could have as preconceived notions about any place, whether it's Sacramento right. or it's Africa or it's Brazil or wherever, wherever your travels take you. Sometimes we exactly. do have, you know, preconceived notions, and, and they're oftentimes dispelled. So... Where so what grade levels actually go? Is it your fifth graders that go, or is it your middle school kids that it's, go? What we what we no the middle school kids yet we have not been able to get the families at the middle school involved. But meeting with the new principal, this is a task that the new principal will be taking on. But uh, we mm-hmm. even take in grades two through five, and people say what? And do you oh, know? I have seen <laughs> the children change on these trips. They're so open to meet other children in these countries. And we always take things to an orphanage or a school. We take mm-hmm. school supplies, take T-shirts. Kids all over the world love T-shirts. And they yeah. interact with other children and okay. learn what I think is so important for us as adults, that we are all human beings. And we all right. have something that we can give to care for one another or care about one another. And so we, uh, we started that year in 2002 on the first trip. And then since then, we have taken students to Senegal, to Ghana, Togo, and Benin, to Costa Rica, to Brazil, to Egypt, before Egypt had its big change, um, mm-hmm. what that happened about a year or so ago. And our next trip, which will be December 26th, is to South Africa. And we are going to the Bafo King Nation and the second highest producing uranium mine in the world is loaded, um, excuse me, located in the Bafo King Nation. And so I've been working with the families. We meet every week to raise money for the children. Yes. And yes. if any of your listeners want to sponsor a child, it's about $2,000 per child, but we would appreciate any amount of money to the Watts Learning really Center. We are not, really we're a nonprofit. Yeah, we're a nonprofit. And so any donations uh, are tax deductible. I wanted to get that in because I work Please. with the family and meet with them every week. And they do fundraisers like Snack Shack or we have done popcorn mm-hmm. fundraisers. And we have, and what uh, have speaking engagements coming up in September and the banquet. Right. Yes. And so, so let's be real clear. Idea. For, the, for the people just, that are listening, I want it to be very clear. So how how would they... Well, how would they contact you to make a contribution? Is there a website that you would direct them to, or where would they? How would they find out more about where they can make a contribution? 
Well, the I don't know. There is the website, www.watchlearningcenter.org, but it does not state specifically how that money is directed to the school for children yeah. for children who are traveling. But if they well, want okay. to mail a check. We do have that GoFundMe yeah, we page do, as well. Yeah, we do have a GoFundMe page, right. So yeah. some people yeah. prefer to do that. But if someone just mm-hmm. wants to write a check to the Watt Learning Center Foundation and send it to 310 West 95th Street, 90008, that check and, and state that it's specifically for Passport to the World, that money would go towards the children who will be traveling on Wonderful. December 26th. Mm-hmm. And so I want we, you to just, because people are listening and maybe they didn't write it down, so if you could just repeat that address just one more time, and I'm also writing it down as well. So what is the address? Okay. It's First of all, it's Watt Learning Center School, 310 mm-hmm. West mm-hmm. 95th Street, Los okay. Angeles, 90000. Mm-hmm. Eight. Perfect. I'll include that and they when make I it out. Um, post. Right. Yes. Okay. Good. And they should I write the check to Watts Learning Center Foundation and then put on the memo line, Passport to the World. Yes. Perfect. And I'm so also, glad. Yeah, just okay. also there is a GoFundMe page. They can reach out there as well. So there's several right. ways you can give. But um, if you have any questions, you can uh, reach out to Marsha, and she'll give you uh, the details. Absolutely. That is absolutely true. And, you know, it's really funny how fast an hour goes by when you're just so engaged with such a wonderful – oh, it's just fabulous. Marsha, can I squeeze this in real fast? Okay. Because of Leisha, we Because of Leisha – and her idea, we will have a speech contest. She is providing yes. the prize money for the first yes. oh, nice. place and second place winners. This will go out to children anywhere in Los Angeles. If anyone wants to know more about it, just write to the school, or you can email me. And that my email address is S as in Sandra, K. Come on, join in. <laughs> J as in P yeah. as in Paul, O, that's for the days when my name was Porter, S-K-P-O at AOL.com. Perfect. I am really delighted that you said that. I wouldn't have let us end this show without that because, you know, a lot of people follow no, but it's true. A lot of people follow me, follow my show via social media, whether it's Facebook or it's Twitter. But you don't have to do either to listen to this show because I have a website. My born uh-huh. to talk radio show dot com is my website, and you don't have to be on social media to follow these shows. You can subscribe to them. You can listen to them. This is an archived show, and while yes, it is absolutely. Um, live, we are live for certain, you know, people can go back and listen to the show at their convenience. And we right. certainly, we certainly hope they do because as I, as I said to, um, to, I think I mentioned to some of you, or I put on my blog that um, 
teachers affect parents too. And I want to give a shout out to Mrs. Spiegel and to Mrs. Silverman, who are fourth and fifth grade teachers at my kids' elementary school at Kentwood Elementary School, which is where I was PTA president. I was one of those people. And I'm still in touch with both of those women today. And they are very supportive of me. They were supportive of my children. And I almost feel like this show could be called Education, a Love Story. Is that not right? Yeah. That's right. It's the truth. And and honestly, you have a passion. Yes. It won't take a it's half a plane. So we can charter the whole plane. There you go. <laughs> and you know, it's so funny when we when we do these pre-show things. Like, you know, do we have enough content? Do we, you know, do we have enough to talk about? Oh my God, we could go for another thirty minutes and still have <laughs> more to say because yeah. what you what you share in common and what I share with you, frankly, is your passions. Your passions for what you do. And here you guys are, Leisha. Robbie, all these years later, still now giving back to, Ms. Right. to your Mrs. Porter and, and, your, and you, Sandra, giving back to the community along with your wonderful husband. It's, it's just that circle and you, of life Marcia, that we hear about. And you, Marcia, for giving back, too. And you as well, Marcia, for giving back, for having our platform. Oh, yes. And, and I have right. education you, and kids. The I passion that she gave us runs through Marcia. my blood. <laughs> oh, so well, Marcia, that's, that's I want that, to thank yes. you so much for this wonderful opportunity for all of us to come together because we all it's, have care for our communities and our, for our friends and families, right? Well, I agree with you completely. Um, I want to thank the three of you for being making my Mondays so special. There were so many other questions I would have liked to ask you, but you know what? Maybe we'll redo what? this. I have I have guests that return to my show because things happen. Mm-hmm. And maybe what we'll do, Sandra, is when you come back from Africa, we'll talk about the oh, success follow stories. Up, follow up. <laughs> and I think that would be marvelous. Oh, marvelous. And maybe we can so, get the results for the speech contest. Yeah. Oh, you know what? And um, Felicia, just as a side note, please get that information to me so I we can will. include yeah. that in my social media. And okay. um, I know, Sandra, that you've been very generous with your time because, frankly, you're supposed to be in a meeting right now. And I just want to <laughs> thank you for stepping out of that meeting and being well, a part I'm of the show. The listeners and the caller who called in, we couldn't do it without other people. Everyone, it's all of us together. Thanks to Thank all you. the listeners Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so well, much. To be you're continued. welcome, and you guys, to, you're right, not so long, but to be continued. So thank you, everybody, right. for listening. And join me next week because I've got another fabulous show with a young man that I met when he was just, a young 20-year-old and what he has done with his life from South Central, who is now, uh, his name is Yuri Williams. He's actually, he might be from Long Beach, I'm not sure. And he is now a superhero for children and dresses up like Spider-Man and brings joy to children. I'm not kidding you. I want to be me. It's just unbelievable. (laughs) So until next time, everybody, have a wonderful Monday. Bye-bye, you guys.
Bye bye. Welcome. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Welcome to the Total Wireless Store, where total confidence awaits. I need to keep up with my teens this summer without sweating high cell phone bills. Don't worry. You got this with Total Wireless. We have plans to fit all your family's needs starting at just 25 bucks on the nation's best 4G LTE network. I won't miss a thing. Now you can focus on the important stuff, like arguing about curfew. Discover the Total Wireless stores and get total confidence. The latest phones, the best network, all at great prices. Now open in L.A. Refer to the latest terms and conditions of service at TotalWireless.com.